and you're watching the Jax Rangers show. Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Ranger Show. I am joined with an outrider. We've got David Lawrence from the Scrum of the Earth podcast back with us once again. David, you are, I've said this many times, and you know how I feel about you, being the best MLR interviewer there is. How the hell are you, sir? Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate the accolades. It's, You're welcome. It's always fun. You know, guys like this, he, he makes himself accessible, and here we are. Here we are. We've got uh, one of our favorite guests of all time, one of our favorite free jacks of all time. He is joining us from the great country of New Zealand. We've got Jason Potty Patras. Jason, how the hell are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, fellas. Thanks again for having me on your show, and I look forward to chatting. Excellent. So happy that you're able to join us uh, down there. Uh, it's already Monday morning down there in New Zealand. This is, by the way, an Incafi interview, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing this live. Our new sponsor, Incafi, we appreciate them jumping on here. If you have any type of screen printing, need some T-shirts made up, they are the folks to go to. They're in Walpole, Massachusetts. It's a small company, uh, family-owned. Definitely check them out for all of your T-shirt and merchandise needs. They will help you out for sure. Um, Jason, let's get right into it, man. I wanted to ask you, I mean, it's very, very recent uh, you know, history here with what happened with the World Cup, right? Uh, I'm sure it still stings to think about it, but before we get too far anything else, I wanted to ask you about the World Cup final that was played yesterday with the All Blacks coming up just a little bit short against the Springboks. What were your overall thoughts on the game? Um, My overall thoughts, look, uh, obviously pretty gutted New Zealand lost the All Blacks, um, Mm -hmm. but I think my overall thoughts was a bit frustrated and angry just with the amount of stoppages and um, I guess a little bit of inconsistency around the, the rulings of the cards in that. Um, sure. Sort of in a in a the pinnacle event of rugby, and you go down to fourteen men. It sort of yeah. doesn't um, highlight a good product. So I don't know, like the the NRL. I don't know if you've heard of the NRL rugby league in Australia and New Zealand. Yep. They do a bit of a like a report system. So they'll chuck someone in the bin for ten minutes, put on report, and then deal with it, the consequences after the game. So. Um, we're I kind of like could, that. Could work. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think that, that could be a, a solution for um, you know rugby union to pursue because you know when somebody gets a red card, obviously you want to punish the person who does the wrong, but you don't want yeah. to necessarily punish the team for the remainder of the game. I mean, I, I'm sure there's stats out there that would justify this. It seems like if you get a, a red card early in the game, your team is going to lose. You know what I mean? Like it's just it sucks. I mean, it, it, I'm sure there's multiple ways to look at this argument, but I don't like losing a man for that long for the remainder of the game. I like the idea of you're gone for 10 minutes and you can be replaced or you're gone for the rest of the game and then maybe they can sub in uh, a player to replace you or something like that. I, mm. no, I'm not a huge fan of losing uh, going down to 14. Uh, for yeah, the- I, I think we need to look after the spectacle for supporters in that and yep. um, I think that's sort of the main thing and I know it's a balance in terms of player, yep. player um, safety in that so yep. I'm sure that there'll be a lot of ongoing discussions in World Rugby about it. Absolutely, for sure. What's been when the the press response down there in New Zealand and just the fans in general? What's the reaction down there? Um, yeah, I think everyone's just pretty proud of the boys. You know, like mm-hmm. they played 50 minutes of 40 men against the best side in 
I guess um, the country going into this game, you know, the South Africa have shown they know how to win tight games and mm-hmm. they have a 7-1 split and pretty loaded on the, the bench with forwards. It's pretty unique and yeah. I guess it just suits suits their style and that's the beauty of footy. You know, every team has their style and it works South Africa and once again they showed it, I yeah, guess, I mean, four years later. Yeah, it's pretty incredible that New Zealand were able to hang in there uh, going down to 14. Mm. They showed a lot of fight, man. I was really, really uh, enjoying watching the game. Obviously, you know, didn't want to have those cards in a final like that. But the actual spectacle itself was pretty good in terms of New Zealand fighting back and trying to to stay in it and making it a very, very contestable game in the, in the the towards the end there. But uh, yeah. let's rewind all the way back to January 2023. You're... You, you, your spouse, and a newborn arrive in arguably the worst time in terms of weather in the Boston area. You're playing a position where everybody's favorite player just left for Japan, right? Months later, you're the league MVP, and you're lifting the MLR Shield in Chicago. Just absolutely unreal. What's your overall impressions of the 2023 MLR season? Um. Yeah, it was sort of everything I thought it was going to be. You know, it was exciting. It was new. Definitely had lots of challenging challenges around. Um, I guess people coming across the world trying to get out, um, learn off each other, and sort of understand how everyone plays. Mm-hmm. The travel, you know, I think um, that San Diego week personally probably was probably the toughest of the year. You know, the the big travel and playing, and we're not I'm not wasn't used to that. But mm-hmm. now I was. I was stoked with the season, you know, especially like the way we build it from the start to, to the end, you know, we and just the culture that the coaches and I guess the Free Jacks organization created with the fans and that was it's pretty special to be a part of and I think we saw it against Houston with five thousand odd record crowd there, you know, and hopefully that just keeps continuing to grow. Absolutely. You know, winning the shield is just the kind of like the cherry on top. The success throughout the season was really, really impressive. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that that's something that the organization wants to continue to build upon so we can try to go and repeat once again as champions. Uh, You know, super, super excited to see what happens in 2024. But you were obviously a huge part of our championship run. So we really, really appreciate you being a part of the Free Jacks organization. Let's talk about your buddy Jesse the Pest Peretti real quick because (laughs) you are really good friends with him uh, from the outside looking in that's a bit of a head scratcher based on personality right yeah, what's yeah. what makes that friendship work so well with him um yeah i honestly don't know i get asked that a lot i guess we are <laughs> a lot different but um yeah. i think we both both love a bit of banter and we love winding each other up and um he sort of just is quite good in terms of he takes your mind off footy a lot you know he's mm-hmm. he's always upbeat he's Always got something on the go. He's quite an interesting fella. You know, he's got his clothing brand, his, right. his DJs, and he's he loves his golf. And yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we just one of those ones we just sort of click and get on and just give each other a bit of banter. Absolutely. I saw you guys uh, at the end of one of the games last year out in the tailgate area. Um, you jumped on a bike that he was pedaling and I was just like, you know what? Good for those guys. <laughs> like it just it's, it took me back to my youth. You know, it was a very, very touching moment there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just picturing the best out, out on the links, just clubs flying everywhere, <laughs> snapping over knees. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, he's mad. Yeah, he's a mad, he's a mad lad, as they say. Um Next question here. Uh, in that final, you made the play of the game with a rarely seen fly half <laughs> ruck clear out. 
Um, walk us through that moment that will live on forever in Free Jack's lore. Yeah, uh, I guess it is a fly half's job to, to clean out. You know, like if we sort of talked about all year, yep. if you play the front ball, so the front guy, then it's up to the, the guy that passes to hit the ruck. Mm. Um, if I had that play over again, I just would have played out the back of the room. He probably would have walked in the far corner untouched. But yeah, um, yeah, I, was, I guess it's just instinct. You know, one of those things that if I didn't hit it, we probably could have lost the ball. But it's yeah. just doing your job, really. Like, it's not a, a special play. It's just more just doing what you should do, really. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just highlight that as like, if that doesn't take place, you know, San Diego probably gets the ball back and – maybe we never see it again and they just they starve us of possession and win win the game so it's it's kind of interesting to think like maybe if you would just pass it out immediately then it would have been an easier try but it would have been a lot less dramatic for sure <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah good times man I, I will remember that forever that that's just that's one of those things i keep replaying in my mind and every time i watch the game again i've seen it multiple times at this point i always stop and say look at this like i can see your the gears working in your mind you're like oh shit i gotta get there yeah, and you yeah. do it so Awesome. I was just happy I actually moved him. Yeah, right. He's bigger than me, so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, now that you're back in New Zealand, what are some things that you miss about um, the good old USA and uh, USA in general? Like, is there anything about New England or USA that you miss? Um, <laughs> David's yeah, shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, um, I do miss it a lot. Like, I I quite enjoyed my time there in terms of just like. There's always something to do on your days off, and mm -hmm. um, it was good for um, Nicola to, to see her parents, you know, so they came over a bit and spent time with our daughter Miller, and so it was quite close to a lot of Nicola's family and friends, So, mm -hmm. and we had a lot of visitors, and, you know, we got the show, learned a lot about Boston, and, you know, we went on a few holidays, and she went back to Scotland, so, nice. yeah, I think it's fair to say that we had a, a pretty good seven months there. Is there any food that you miss uh, that you can't really access there in New Zealand? Uh, no, not not too much. I'm sort of a plain eater, like I don't branch out too much. So, okay. Um, yeah, no, not too much. I did like that. Um, is it Lucy's Tavern in Quincy there? I, I went quite a bit there for a, a couple of Guinnesses and a burger and chips. So, okay. Yeah, David would know yeah. better than I would about that one. Are you familiar with that one, David? Oh, yes. If there's a place that serves beer in Quincy, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds about, that sounds about right, to be honest. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, let's let's turn the page here and talk about Taranaki for just a moment. I'm sure that David will have some more questions regarding this. But for mine specifically, Taranaki had a great season in NPC down in New Zealand, mm -hmm. winning the championship against the Magpies, who had four rostered free jacks, I think three full and maybe one development player down there uh, on their squad, with Taranaki having three rostered free jacks. That NPC connection has worked out so well for the jacks the past two seasons. So I've got to ask you, if you're TK, who else from the Bulls, your team down there, would you be trying to recruit to wear the red, white, and blue? Oh, all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. I might get sold out by the coach for um... – Uh-oh making players leave club footy, but no, they're, they're all a good bunch of lads um, here. Like we're sort of a rural country. Um, a lot of us are growing up together through whether it's schooling or um, playing against each other in the club footy or even playing with each other during um, age grade representative footy. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, pretty fortunate that we got to play a home final in front of our packed stadium. Absolutely. Um, and especially to, to play against an awesome team like Hawks Bay, who also a rural team, which, 
I guess for New Zealand rugby, it's what it needed to rule provinces um, going at it. And obviously seeing hints there and Keanu and uh, Paula and... Um, the Puma. Is, oh, yeah, the Puma. Yeah, yeah. he was there. Uh-huh. Um, so no, it was, it was quite a good day seeing them. Um, and yeah, fortunately we won. I can give, give those boys a bit of shit now. <laughs> very good, yeah. That home crowd was very, very impressive. That's something that we've talked to Wheelsy about down there in New Zealand. Like, you watch some of these NPC games, the stands are just it, – it's kind of bleak, to be honest. But for you guys to mm. sell out that final was really, really special. Like, 15,000, that's really, really good, man. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, sure. it is. It's, um, it was awesome. Like, especially for the province um, and New Zealand rugby, like, NPCs come under a bit of scrutiny – from the um, New Zealand rugby of late, like I don't know what that competition's going to be like in I don't know two, three, four years. Um, wow! But yeah, it is a, a very important part of uh, important part of New Zealand rugby. You know, for development, especially young boys sure. coming yeah. from school, that they can sort of be a semi-professional player and sort of go onto that Super Rugby level. Like if you don't have that, it's just such a big, I guess, gap between your club footy and into right. Super Rugby. And I guess it's a bit like Australia, that's sort of their model that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why New Zealand rugby is so good. Like there's just so many players playing at a decent level that can, I guess, make, I guess, battle hard in you to go into that super rugby or different um, countries to play footy in, yeah. Yeah, like uh, the MLR. So, I mean, you know, there, there's players yeah. out there that need to prove themselves from NPC you know, and they can come over to MLR and, you know, kind of have mm-hmm. a, a, their proving ground, so to speak, within MLR to try to take that next step in their development to try to get that super, you know, rugby contract eventually down the road. So I think it really works out really well for uh, for mm-hmm. both the Free Jacks and all of those NPC players. But I got a suggestion for you here. I'm going to run this one by you. Uh, and I don't think you get in too much trouble because he does play over here already. And I'm talking yeah. about uh, your buddy Tom Florence there who plays for – no playoffs, Nola, as I like to call him. He's a yeah, great yeah. player for Taranaki as well. Do you think he would? Uh, do you think you can do us a favor and get in his ear about joining an actual winning team in MLR with the red, white, and blue? I've definitely dropped hints to him in the past, but um, <laughs> good man. To be fair, to be fair, I actually don't think he's coming back over. I think he's um, jacked up with the the Chiefs in Super Rugby, as far as I believe. That sounds wow. about right because he's a great player. Yeah. yeah. He definitely so, um, deserves some super rugby time. I might be wrong, but um, hopefully Nolan know that. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Uh oh, it could be breaking some news <laughs> right now here on the Jack Strangers show for another team, uh, which I would never have guessed. But it is what it is. So yeah, I appreciate your time, Potty. I'm going to have a couple more at the Thank end you. of this, uh, but I'm going to switch you over to the best MLR interviewer, <laughs> David Lawrence. No pressure, though. No pressure. pressure. <laughs> Kia ora, Jason. It's so great to see you again. We haven't talked in, I guess, eight months or something like that. It's great to see you and talk to you again. Um, the first real question I have is incredibly obvious. As a fellow dad, how's the baby? What's you know, what's your level of sort of pure joy compared to your level of constant exhaustion? <laughs> what's this past year been like for your family? Yeah, no, nah, she's um, she's grown up fast, man. Like she's started walking just before ten months. So um... wow. Yeah, she's all going now, falling over and um, whatnot. But now nah, she's good. She's um, currently sleeping, so it allows me to quickly jump on and have a chat with you. So, um, and Nicola's back working full time, so doing a bit of, I guess, a stay-at-home dad at the moment. But um, nice. now nah, she's good, and um, now nah, still really enjoying um, watching her grow up. 
I bet. So she's like three months away from her first fifty twenty two. Is that what you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't see you playing rugby, but you never know. <laughs> okay, um, Phil already kind of mentioned it. I, I'm a bit of a nut when it comes to the NPC. I love this competition. Um, it's a fantastic year. You just wrapped up. In the dying moments of that win over Hawks Bay, did you have like a realization that you were about to hoist your second championship trophy in less than four months? Uh, nah, to be honest, I wasn't really thinking that. I was just relieved that we sort of, I guess, snuck away with that win. Like Hawks Bay were, I guess, doing most of the attack and we were just defending for most of the game. So I was just so relieved that we actually um, managed to get it done and reward our loyal supporters, you know, over the years. Um, sometimes you don't have a good year and sometimes you do and it's nice to, to get a home final and I guess win the, the whole competition. So, yeah, yeah they, no, were so deadly. they were so deadly on the road. That must have been a, a nerve-wracking, especially that fa- final 10 minutes there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It's it's always um, nice to sneak away for winning these close games. But yeah, like I say, like Hawks Bay easily could have won it and I guess you couldn't have been too upset if they won. Like They're, they're a quality side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been their first. Obviously, Taranaki won the title back in 2014. Do you recall, mm-hmm. you know, what you were up to that year? Uh, you didn't start playing for Taranaki until 2018, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think 2017 was my sort of first year in the mixer. Um, so 2014, I was just a spectator in the crowd. So um, I think I was about nice. 22, 23, about all those years ago. So um, no, I, was, I just remember watching... And I was just always thought, I was like, man, it's, it's pretty cool seeing all the kids run onto the field and, um, I guess, get, get amongst all the players and that it's sort of something that's pretty special. And, you know, to be a part of it, I guess, eight years or nine years on, it's pretty, um, that was, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool moment in my career, I guess. Well, the the very next year, so, uh, after you started there, so 2019, it turned into a pretty big year for you. You started all 10 games for Taranaki. Um, back mm. then, they had you ent- almost entirely playing at fullback. I think they had you start on the wing once that year. But at the end of that season, the NPC named you the back of the year, which was the first time a non-Super Rugby player had garnered that award. Um, c- can you you know tell us what that meant to you at the time? And are awards important to how you view your own career? Um no, I don't think rewards are important in terms of like reviewing your reviewing your career. Like as long as you my biggest thing is earning the respect of your teammates and um and your supporters and that and I guess that's enough for me. Like rewards are only a small part of a of a team game. Like every you could give awards to many players, but it's just I guess one or two people's opinions of of a player, but no, I guess just earning the respect of your teammates is, I guess, more important than an individual award. Well, for for me at least, one of the things I love about the NPC, it's a unique competition. One of those things is the storm week, this whole idea of this midweek fixture. So they can kind of sandwich 10 rounds into nine weeks. I, I love this concept mostly because it means I get to watch rugby in the middle of the week on top of the weekends. But I also yeah. think it adds an extra layer to that competition because with that little prep time, you have to plan alternative selections. You got to map out rest. So it kind of comes down mm-hmm. to not just who has the best 15 or even the best 23, but who has the best like 33. Do you think yeah, yeah. that adding something like a storm week fixtures to major league rugby would be good for this competition or, you know, does all the travel kind of make it impossible? What do you think about that? Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty against it to be fair. Like, um, okay. I was lucky this this year. I got the midweek game off, being a bit older. But 
I noticed. Yeah, it's just um, and like it, it definitely has its perks in terms of you don't spend too much time on the training field, so you sort of um, play, have a have a day off, do like a real light clarity flush session, captain's run, then you're back playing. Um, but I guess it's just it does get a bit demanding on your body, you know, if you're playing three eighties in ten days, and then you, I can I guess risk of injuries and that, but you do have to be smart in terms of rotating your squad, but. I think um, just yeah, play on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday is definitely the the way to go. Oh man, I love my Wednesday matches. <laughs> <laughs> so um, last year for our free jacks, you know, your kicking made you the top point scorer in the league, but your tactical kicking also set up so much of what we were trying to do as a team on attack. In the NPC, you weren't asked to kick as much for points, but it, you know, for as a viewer like me, your ability to sort of chip over the top, thread the needle for these little grubbers, all those little things that you do were a big part of the Bulls' success. Can you can you talk a bit about how your role at Taranaki was different than what you were asked to do here with the Free Jacks? Yeah, it's um, I guess it's a lot different. You like um, the way the Free Jacks and Taranaki play is, I guess, a com- completely different, and that's just um. I guess due to the New Zealand style of footy where footy we were sort of challenged, our coach challenged us to run a bit, sort of mm. have the run, the exit mindset, and then if we don't get what we want, it's more of a kick long, try kick down the middle, hit grass, and um, I guess allow teams to kick the ball out around the 40 halfway, and then we can restart our, our game from there. Um, so it's just the yeah, different mindsets in terms of our, our kicking strategies were a lot different. So Tadamaki, obviously we... Um, kick long or just trying to, to do little dinks, little chip kicks like the same. But we were Scotty and Free and the Free Jacks, they're a lot more detail, detailed around the kicking game, which I, I learned a lot. And um, I felt like Scotty, Scotty challenging me on a lot of my kicking variation, and that grew me as a player and made me see the game a lot different. Um, you know, and that's just little things, whether it's a, a high cross kick or it's a, a low cross kick. To, to a winger or it's a kicking long or, you know, trying to run it into the corners to trap them. But yeah, Scotty was um, a massive help in terms of, I guess, opening my eyes around how to actually run a game with your boot instead of just trying to pass and run yourself out of trouble. So no, I definitely um, learned heaps from Scotty in terms of getting a nice balance to my game. So yeah. So speaking of kicking, there's been a lot of talk recently about the comeback of the drop goal. England in particular yeah. made heavy use of it to eke out some tight matches in this World Cup. Um, as I said, you led the MLR in scoring last year. You had 18 more successful penalty kicks than the next closest player. But as far as I can tell, I don't think you've ever slotted a drop goal as a professional. Nah. Can that be right? Nah, never had. I think I've had two cracks. Um, one, I hit the, the left post, and then the other one, I can't even remember. I think I might have just stuffed it. <laughs> that was still in the air remember. somewhere. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But I guess I've just, it's never really been in my thought process. Like, yes, coming down the stretch of a game if if, um, if we need to, but I sort of feel like sometimes it's, it's an easy out. You know, I'd, I'd sort of rather keep using the ball and keep trying to, I guess, put them under stress. And then eventually mm. they'll give away a penalty, you know, and then it's probably a, a bit better chance to kick a penalty and then a snap drop goal. But yeah, you never know though. You never know. Yeah, but maybe this is the year. It's a, now that I put it in your head, right? So um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll remember, I remember 
if I do kick one that you, you gave me the word. <laughs> Next time you have a chance, you're going to be like, that bastard, here you go. Here's your stupid drop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm going to wrap it up here so I can give it back to Phil, but just a couple things. Um, so as a, as a Free Jacks fan, obviously, it was great to watch you playing so well in the NPC this year. And, you know, you probably never saw this because you're not watching the the broadcast. But for me, like listening to the comms over the course of the season as they sort of realized just how good you are and all the things you bring to the table. Like the first couple of weeks, it was very much. And there's Jason Patras. Uh, he spent some time in America last year. And then after a while, it became, here's fan favorite, Jason Patras. And eventually, they literally said, the crowd's very excited to see the mercurial Jason Patras out there running the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm shouting, mention the MVP at the screen over and over. Um, the, the only other fly half I hear regularly referred to as mercurial is Finn Russell. You see any similarities in your games? Do you consider yourself a maverick, the way he's often referred to? Uh, no, I don't. To, 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 be, to be fair, I haven't actually watched too much of him. I just see the odd highlights, but um, no, I definitely don't see too much similarities in our game. But yeah, like I said, I haven't seen probably enough to compare. <laughs> well, if, if you end up getting signed by Bath for a million, a million pounds, I, I want my slice there. Um, yeah, anyways. I definitely could um, take, take that offer up. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you'll be playing for Bath, so... Anyway, yeah, uh, I think that was my bit. Thank you again for chatting. It's always so fantastic. I hope to get back, you back on the scrum of the earth sometime in the not-too-distant future. Before I hand you back to Phil, though, I've got to ask, you've got a birthday coming up in less than a month. Do you have big plans? So I know when my son was your daughter's age, the best gift anyone could give me was offering to just watch him for an afternoon. Are you thinking along those lines? <laughs> yeah, hopefully I can sneak in a game of golf and a, a couple beers with some mates, but yeah, if I've got to um, look after a little one, that's all good. It doesn't worry me. So, no, no big plans. I'll just take it as it comes. Nice. Well, cheers, Jason. It's great to see you. Congratulations on a truly remarkable year. You've earned it, and you are one special player. It's been really fun watching you all year long. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Um, great to catch up and chat again. All right. Mr. Champ Champ himself, two championships in one year. Pretty, pretty <laughs> impressive stuff there, Potty. But um, I have to ask, you know, David was just talking about a million-dollar contract, so I kind of got to bring it back to the Free Jacks real quick here. I will say I talked to a source close to the club, and I was under the impression that you were on a one-year deal with the Free Jacks. Is that true or false? Uh, I guess true in a way, but, um, yeah, it's like it's a there, it, There's possibilities for future years, perhaps. Yeah, so something like that. But, yeah, initially it was just a one-year as far gotcha. as – yeah fair enough and i'm not going to break any news here i'm not going to step on the club's toes <laughs> um but I, I know there's a lot of free jacks out there that would love to see you back in the red white and blue for sure um including myself and i'm sure david feels the same way i'm sure we're gonna have if he's not watching right now he's gonna watch this very very soon oliver gilpin <laughs> who works for the uh, free jacks is your number one fan uh he sings your praises all the time for sure so uh my final thing here i wanted to, we'd like to do this with every player is I'm going to open up the floor for you to speak directly to the Rangers out there. What do you have to say to all the hardcore Free Jacks fans? Yeah, I guess just a, a huge thank you for welcoming me, me and my family into the, the Free Jacks organization. You know, like it was a big move um, for us coming over, but I guess the love you guys sort of supported us and whatnot means a lot. And um, look, I, I look forward to all catching up again and then hopefully not too 
too far away but um yeah just a big thanks and um hopefully yeah, in the years to come that the free Jacks continue to be a, a great organization a great footy team but oh, yeah. yeah just a massive thanks for i guess all the support you guys have given me and my family absolutely happy to do it we, jason um, arrived yeah uh, thank you for coming on here. We're going to say you. one word to exit the video. I'm sure you know what it is at this point. We're going to say that in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Bye. Thanks, guys.